Hi, we're Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not into you. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Andy Dalton's fate with the Cincinnati Bengals has been decided, and it's the outcome that we all pretty much figured was going to happen with the veteran quarterback after the selection of Joe Burrow. Hey, everyone. I'm Anthony Cazenza with the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, also one of the Cincy Jungle staff members there. Thanks for tuning in. I know it's the middle of the day for many of you, but some big news has hit the wire. Some franchise-altering news has hit the wire Earlier today on Thursday, the Cincinnati Bengals parted ways with veteran quarterback Andy Dalton. Dalton had been with the team since 2011. He was a second-round pick towards the top of that round in, in 2011 after the Bengals came off a terrible 2010 campaign and were reeling from Carson Palmer forcing his way out of Cincinnati. The Bengals' hand was forced. They didn't jump at a quarterback in the first round of that draft, even though there were many Christian Ponder, Jake Locker, Cam Newton was already out of reach, but Blaine Gabbert, among many others, were options that the Bengals could have grabbed. Colin Kaepernick was an option that the Bengals could have grabbed. Instead, what they did, they grabbed A.J. Green, and they got quarterback Andy Dalton in the second round. The rest is history. There's a complicated past with Andy Dalton and the Cincinnati Bengals and their fan base. It's hard to make of the feelings I think that a lot of fans are feeling today with the departure of Andy Dalton. Some of it I think is expected. It's been expected since the season ended and the meteoric rise of Joe Burrow in the college ranks, his insane season and the Bengals grabbing of the number one overall pick. Even if the Bengals didn't have the number one overall pick, if Miami had unseated them for that and the Bengals still held a top five pick, one had to assume that it was either going to be Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, or Tua Tagovailoa that would end up in Cincinnati and be the heir apparent. Depending on which player that they took in this year's class, maybe Andy Dalton stuck around for another year and played and started and let one of those guys develop and or heal up if it was one of the other two names mentioned, or it would play out the way that it's played out on Thursday where Dalton is released and Joe Burrow is now the unquestioned starter for the Cincinnati Bengals. What's next for Andy Dalton is to be determined. There are some landing spots. We'll talk about that in just a second. Some perceived fits and possible avenues for Andy Dalton to start and maybe some sneaky ones that nobody really is talking about. But Andy Dalton is no longer with the Cincinnati Bengals. His $17-plus million salary is off the books, and the Bengals now have over $20 million in cap space, and that's not with the rookie class coming in here, not counting that quite yet. So maybe the move paves the way for the Bengals to make another free agency move, a waiver wire move, to add some more talent on the books. We don't know. But as of now, that $17.5 million figure or so is off of the Bengals' salary cap hit for 2020. 
What's ahead for Andy Dalton remains to be seen, as I've said. There are a lot of conjectures as to where he may end up. Apparently, there's reports that he forced, he told the Bengals to release me uh, as of Thursday. How substantiated that is, I don't know. But it would seem that he wants to find a place to go sooner rather than later land on his feet sooner rather than later and potentially get into a playbook and a system as soon as possible. So he has the best opportunity to potentially grab a starting opportunity elsewhere. There are not many of those out right now. And the quarterback free agent class is currently pretty deep. Cam Newton's out there. Joe Flacco's out there. Andy Dalton's out there. Jameis Winston just got a deal with the saints as a backup quarterback on a very, very, low salaried incentive laden deal to be the backup in new Orleans. Ironically, Carolina grabbed new Orleans's backup and Teddy Bridgewater to be their guy. Kyle Allen is still there. Jacksonville likes Gardner Minshew. Jay Gruden is there. Apparently that's reportedly the biggest hot spot for the team, you know, Andy Dalton to potentially land makes sense where he, if he would go there and if you would get a starting spot, who knows, you would think that there would be a, probably the best chance there. New England did not select a quarterback in this year's draft. They seem to be fine as of this moment, as we sit here on Thursday afternoon with Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer. The Bengals undoubtedly tried to deal Andy Dalton in the days and weeks leading up to the draft and into draft weekend, but their hand was overplayed. They didn't really have much leverage in trade negotiations. Probably would not net much, if anything, this year, maybe something next year, but felt the value was not there and or would potentially need to take on some of that salary cap space or, or salary of Andy Dalton before unloading him to another team. And the, and the Bengals did not want to do that. So I think Andy Dalton politely said, let me, let me go and try and find a place for that, that I can get to as soon as possible. And one that I get to pick my situation as opposed to maybe being forced in a trade. So Dalton is now a free agent. Here are a couple of possible destinations, okay? We talked about Jacksonville. They have Gardner Minshew there. Jay Gruden is the offensive coordinator there. So, potentially that's a fit. You've got, one would maybe think, I mean, Dallas could be a spot. There's some talking heads. Apparently, I have a friend in the in the Texas, the state of Texas, kind of in the Dallas-ish area. And some of the talking heads on radio were talking about Andy Dalton being a choice for the, for the Cowboys. Interesting. Is Chicago still an option, even though they grabbed Nick Foles and his gigantic salary from Jacksonville this offseason? Bill Lazor's there. Lazor worked with Dalton. Maybe. I mentioned New England. New England still has question marks at quarterback, which is something you haven't been able to say since before Drew Bledsoe was there. So that's a possibility, I guess. What about a team like Pittsburgh? I threw this out on, on Twitter. 
What about a team like Pittsburgh? That's not clickbait. I'm not trying to create clickbait by saying that, but Ben Roethlisberger in 16 previous seasons has played a full 16-game season four times in 16 years. He's the starting quarterback. There's no doubt. But he's coming off of a significant injury. He gets injured pretty often in the regular season. Pittsburgh's not. They publicly are backing Mason Rudolph, but he was benched when he was relieving Roethlisberger last year. Maybe Dalton doesn't go in there as the starter day one, but he is pressed into some action and wins potential opportunities to win important games for the Steelers in relief of Roethlisberger. Or if he if Roethlisberger has a setback and he can't start the season, maybe Dalton is an avenue for them. There was talk. I had another friend in the Houston area talk about Houston potentially being interested in, in Andy Dalton around draft time. Who knows? Maybe Carolina, just to get more insurance if Teddy Bridgewater falters and or they don't, the new regime doesn't like Kyle Allen. Buffalo? Oakland? These could all be possibilities. The issue is, is Dalton going to one of these places and being the dead set starter? Really only one or two of those provide that opportunity. Some would be as an emergency starter or in a major scrum to get playing time. And it's an unfortunate reality Andy Dalton has to face and and a lot of veteran quarterbacks have to face in the NFL that have had a lot of ups and some downs in their career. Joe Flacco is currently facing that. That guy won a Super Bowl. He can't find a job. Cam Newton went to a Super Bowl. MVP, number one overall pick, can't find a job. There, There's, I said Oakland, I'm sorry, force of habit. Las Vegas, my apologies. There, there are a number of avenues that, that Dalton could seek here, but I, I think... Unfortunately, you're going to he, – he may not get the pick-of-the-litter choice here that he's he's wanting just because of the deep free agency classic quarterback and a lack of opportunities. there. If you noticed in the draft, there was a long, long wait beyond the first-round quarterbacks for, for some of these guys. Eason, Fromm, long waits. Some people were talking those guys would be second round picks, maybe third round picks. They had to wait till middle of day, middle late of day three to get off the board because many teams have now solidified their quarterback position, whether it's the draft or free agency, in a number of different ways. Unfortunately for the Bengals, unfortunately for Andy Dalton, the way that this offseason fell at the quarterback position, the Bengals didn't have a lot of leverage in terms of a trade here. We thought. He would. We thought they would, but maybe not. There's a lot of people saying he'll be, I, I see John Seeger in the live Facebook chat. He'll be working by Monday. We received some texts on our Orange and Black Insider text line saying he's probably going to be employed by next week and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, probably. Could be. He could find a good situation. And that's great for him. That's great for him. And I I, I wish him the best. But uh, it, it could be. It could be the teams pounce quick because now they can they have a lesser salary cap number to work with and, and contract to work with. He can kind of pick his own destination 
and teams maybe didn't want to give up the draft capital this year to the Bengals. So now that they don't have to get that, give that up, maybe more teams will be calling for Andy Dalton services if they weren't calling already for them. One silver lining in terms of a capital gain, if you want to call that, call it that for the Cincinnati Bengals, is in the in a potential compensatory pick. The Bengals didn't have any of those this year. It's possible that if Andy Dalton goes somewhere, is productive, you know, maybe they get something out of that. I, I you know, who knows how that formula truly works out. Um, he was a cut guy, so that may not come to fruition for them. But who knows? What we do know is that Joe Burrow is the guy in Cincinnati. And what we do know is that Andy Dalton is now a current current free agent and will potentially land with another team probably pretty soon. It just depends on if he's going to be a starter or not. One thing I wanted to share is some thoughts on Andy Dalton's legacy. And I'm not going to belabor the point because a lot of people have maybe some conflicting opinions about him. And I don't don't want to be, you know, overly emotional or whatever you want to call it on a day like this. But look, at a time when the Cincinnati Bengals needed something at quarterback, they needed help in the worst way when Carson Palmer told them no more. Get me out of here. Andy Dalton stepped in as, you know, the fifth, sixth quarterback taken in the 2011 draft. Not very high expectations for him by league pundits, by really the fans, by maybe even those within the Cincinnati Bengals organization at the time. But the Bengals had a good plan with him. They surrounded him with some talent and they created a system that was conducive to Andy Dalton being successful. Look at the first five seasons, folks, the quarterback record, 9-7, and 10-5, 10-5-1, 10-3. Successful. Not bad for a guy that was considered a stopgap option at quarterback. A lot of people thought, hey, this would be like a Jimmy Clausen situation, you know, or this would be one of those guys that you get in the mid-rounds and just never really turns into a viable option. Well, he was a viable option and then some. You see the three Pro Bowl berths in 2011, 2014, and 2016. People laugh at that, as is the case with Andy Dalton and his career with the Cincinnati Bengals. It just seems as if the national perception of him is one that's just yeah but yeah but good stats good wins but it's not all him good stats not winning the big games wins the games you're supposed to doesn't win the big games okay fair but I think for the investment Andy Dalton far outweighed the expectations by fans and expectations probably by the organization Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. 
Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right, $25 a month every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Nine years with the team. 31,594 passing yards, 204 touchdowns, passing touchdowns, 118 interceptions. Another handful of rushing touchdowns as well. A nimble guy. And I think we can all agree in terms of a legacy. Andy Dalton is not the most, has not been the most gifted quarterback to ever grace an NFL field. But he played with passion. He gave everything to the Cincinnati Bengals. And sometimes unfortunate injuries took place. I'm looking at you 2015 season (laughs) and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And also the Cincinnati Bengals are at fault for some of the things that you look at at the back end of Andy Dalton's career, the six, nine and one, seven and nine, five and six, two and 11 to finish his career. They let a roster get old. They let a roster get stale. They let the roster get fleeced of offensive line talent and wide receiver talent, particularly in the 2016 and 2017 off seasons. And when you directly, there is a direct correlation from the Bengals wild card loss to the Steelers and that team implosion, by the way, Andy Dalton didn't play in that game. That was AJ McCarron. That implosion to the free agency attrition, especially along the offensive side of the ball, offensive line and wide receiver. There's a direct correlation to a lack of team success and a lack of quarterback success by the Cincinnati Bengals. There's no doubt they had to go into another direction and get Joe Burrow, the number one overall pick. You got to excite the fan base and you got to take what seems to be a generational talent. But we can't sit here today and not reflect back on some of the things that Andy Dalton was able to achieve with the Cincinnati Bengals. And for a second round pick, and let me tell you something, second round picks are usually valuable commodities. If you look at the Bengals track record in the second round, namely at running back and wide receiver, they've made a lot of successful, successful picks. Some of their most successful picks in franchise history have come in the second round. But when it comes to quarterbacks, usually the success rate of a quarterback beyond the first round is not overly high. Even if it's a high second round pick, a fringe first round pick, it's still not overly high. And I think that we have to look at some of these numbers here. Eight 3,000 yard passing seasons, seven of them are in a row of nine. Um, Always finished with more more touchdowns than interceptions. I mean, I guess you could kind of say, well, we're, we're pulling out arbitrary pats on the back here. Fine. But the Cincinnati Bengals, before Carson Palmer and before Andy Dalton, had, and after Boomer Esiason for a period of 10 years, had a miserable situation at quarterback. 
and say what you want about Carson Palmer and his exit from Cincinnati and say what you want about Andy Dalton and his issues and big games and uh, untimely turnovers and what have you. Those two guys helped create the most, one of the most stable quarterback situations in the NFL over the course of 17 years. And you have to credit both of those quarterbacks and you have to credit the organization for finding two guys and developing a system to help make those guys so successful. There's another, another thing I have to share with you. And and for those of you tuning in live and, and or watching after the fact with the video feed, there's another thing I want to share with you. And that is Andy Dalton in Bengals history. You saw the numbers of his own statistics. But if you look at this here, number two overall, total passing yards, 31,000 plus. Touchdown passes, number one in franchise history. Rating, can't really say. I mean, you got a lot of different guys that have thrown passes that are minimal, but up there in terms of significant passes thrown. Completion percentage, same type of deal. Doesn't sort it well. But quarterback record, just below Kenny Anderson. Two ties, which is always weird to me. (laughs) Two ties, 133 games played. Um, Look, 87 and a half quarterback rating. Andy Dalton's not going to make the Hall of Fame. Andy Dalton may never win a Super Bowl as an NFL quarterback, at least maybe not because of him. Maybe he is a backup, a supporting cast member of a team that wins a, a Super Bowl. But I think we have to, I think we have to marvel at what Dalton was able to do given the expectations, given the draft positioning and what he was able to do with the Cincinnati Bengals and what he was able to achieve. It's time to move on. There is no doubt that doesn't make this necessarily a less sad day. The other aspect that we want to touch on, and by the way, I I don't really wear this a lot, but I'm, I'm giving Andy a little love today for those of you watching. I've got a little Andy Dalton shirt on. The other aspect that we would be remiss if we did not bring up is Andy and Jordan Dalton's legacy in the Cincinnati area. I don't live in Cincinnati. Many many of you uh, may know that from either reading or watching my stuff over the past handful of years. Maybe you know that about me. I don't live in the Cincinnati area. That doesn't mean I don't recognize the impact that the Daltons have had on the city of Cincinnati in that area. They just donated many, many, I, I, what was it? $150,000 or so to UC hospital because of the COVID crisis. They had been giving out surface tablets and whatnot to children's hospitals. They have raised countless amounts of money for, and, and donated it through their foundation And all the while, Andy Dalton is performing on the field at a pretty high level. He gets often repaid with 
replace him with AJ McCarron, replace him with Ryan Finley, repla replace him with Joe Burrow. He puts his head down. He, he stays strong, headstrong because of his family and his faith. If you don't share his faith, fine. But that's a big part of who he is. That's a big part of his family's identity. And I think that's what's made him, in, in a lot of ways, a successful player and a successful human being. He, he has a passion for people. He has a passion for helping people. He's a family man. And he makes no bones about what he's about. And I think that we can all respect that with, with Andy Dalton and, uh, his make no bones about who I am type of approach in hard knocks. You know, you got, you got quite the look at some colorful characters in the 2012 edition. And Andy Dalton was his lighthearted, uh, worship song singing self amidst all this other stuff that was going on. So that that's always something that stuck out. Being not being in Cincinnati, personally speaking, I, I don't have a lot of Andy Dalton personal stories. I have a couple. Um, I've gone to games and uh, seen him in hotels prior to games. I, re I remember my nephew when he was a little younger in 2015. We went to the Arizona game and he went out and uh, approached Andy Dalton and AJ McCarron as they were waiting for rides, apparently out, out by the lobby. And Andy Dalton was very kind to my nephew, a young kid at the time. I won't forget that. I remember riding in an elevator in San Diego. I believe it may have been the same year in a hotel in San Diego. And yeah, I will say the San Diego Chargers because I'm meaning the San Diego Chargers, not the Oakland Raiders. That was a mistake earlier. I apologize. But I remember riding in an elevator with him and we didn't want to bug him. And he was just sitting back there kind of quiet and standing with, I believe, his parents and uh, low-key guy, low-key guy, very, seemed to be very kind. And uh, I think a lot of fans would resonate with that based on some of their experiences, personal experiences with him. And in that respect, not only just the on-field play, him rescuing the team from a really, really potentially terrible situation with Carson Palmer bailing on him, rescuing the team and making them competitive again and giving them playoff berths, but also the impact in the community and, and his attitude in the community. I think a lot of people will remember that. And the guy being who he is, one of his last acts, aside from donating a massive amount of money to a UC hospital, one of his last acts was to reach out to Joe Burrow and welcome him to Cincinnati after he was drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals. That's Andy Dalton in a nutshell. The Andy Dalton era is over in Cincinnati. It, it really has been over since the end of the 2019 season, but it's officially over today. And even though it may not be a, a surprise, it's, it's an emotional day, I think, for Cincinnati Bengals fans. And I think that while we can celebrate and appreciate Joe Burrow coming to Cincinnati, and I think we can really believe that this team is ready to take a step beyond what Andy Dalton was able to achieve with the Bengals. We would be mistaken if we did not mention that Joe Burrow has immense shoes to fill at the quarterback position for the Cincinnati Bengals. 
both as a community guy and a guy on the field. I hope he's up to the task. I feel that he is based on everything we've seen and heard from Joe Burrow. But Andy Dalton's legacy is is quite a positive one. On the field, in the locker room, very well-liked guy in the locker room, and obviously in the Cincinnati community because of what his foundation was able to achieve. We'll see where he ends up. Hopefully he doesn't play against the Bengals and makes him pay. But I think we all can say thank you, Andy, for what you gave to the Cincinnati Bengals, making them competitive. There were frustrating moments. There were sad moments when he got hurt in 2015 on what could have been an MVP season. There were ups and downs and franchise record-breaking moments. But I think we can say thank you. I think we can be excited for Joe Burrow to come in here and take the lead for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think that we can also wish Andy Dalton well, wherever he lands and at whatever capacity he'll be playing with that team going forward. Seeing a lot of comments. Can't ask for a classier guy. Rob Duncan says met him a couple times. Stand up guy. Russ Behrman says in the Facebook chat. Kentucky Ron, much respect to Andy. It'd be a trip if he goes to Buffalo. Um, there, and I do want to do. I do want to promote this and thank you to one of our, our listeners putting this in there. Uh, I'm going to put in the live chat here. Going to place uh, the Andy Dalton Foundation website in there. They are seeking the Andy and JJ Dalton, Jordan Dalton Foundation. It's a pretty easy website, andydalton.org. Look, we've had a number of, of pretty high-profile guests over the past couple of weeks and months, which we're very, very proud of. And the, re- you know, the reason we do that is not, not just to, hey, come on and talk about Bengals, but we want to I – have, I have a specific passion for nonprofits – and charitable organizations. And I want, when we have those people on, we want people to donate if they're able. I know this isn't an easy time for a lot of people to donate, but there are a lot more people that need donations as well on the flip side of the coin. So if you're able, even though he's not a part of Cincinnati technically anymore, this foundation is, and Andy Dalton will always be a Bengal. One of, one of the best Bengals really in franchise history, whether you want to admit it or not. As I mentioned, he's towards and showed earlier, he's towards the top of the record books as a, as a quarterback. So think if you can to give to the foundation, I'm going long winded and I apologize, but there are kind of a lot of thoughts on my mind about this. And I think a lot of fans want to hear about Andy Dalton, want to think about Andy Dalton in a positive vein. And I think that's what today should be about. So If you're able, go to Andy Dalton and J.J. Dalton's foundation. Donate if you can. Helps out the the Cincinnati community and maybe another community in where he lands going forward. But for now, that I know a lot of nonprofits need assistance, and that's one that probably could use your help if you're able to give it to help out other families. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza. 
with CincyJungle.com, and this is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. The show is on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Megaphone, iHeartRadio, our YouTube channel. All of our stuff's on CincyJungle.com and its Facebook page. So impromptu session today. We had our weekly show last night, John and I did, and obviously had this been across the newswire before then, we would have talked about it, but it was not. So we are talking about it today. A little impromptu, maybe a little bit different tone than usual for our show, but uh, I think it's important to acknowledge, not only address a big shift in terms of franchise news and franchise direction, but also acknowledge what Andy Dalton did for the Cincinnati Bengals, even though a lot of us were critical of him at times. And some of us tried to push him out of the door before this point, but he remained steadfast. He remained productive. And I think we can all wish him well, wherever he goes next, as long as it's not against the Cincinnati Bengals. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We've got a lot more stuff coming up on our podcast channel. On our YouTube channel, Coach Matt Minnick has brought up some plays that the Bengals are implementing from the LSU offense to assist Joe Burrow. Go check that out. That'll probably be a two-part series. The boys Ace Boogie and Zim Hude have a lot of different items they are putting up, including an interview with Khalid Kareem, the new Bengals edge player out of Notre Dame. They'll be doing an interview with him tomorrow. So uh, tomorrow being Friday. So check that out on their YouTube channel, as well as our audio channel. And we'll be bringing you more, including listener questions, our weekly episodes, and hopefully some more high profile guests that we've been getting over the past couple of months. We appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you letting me stand on my soapbox a little bit in terms of talking about Andy Dalton, but Enjoy the rest of your week and potentially your weekend coming up here. Think about giving to the Andy and JJ Dalton Foundation if you're able. And we'll see you soon. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com.